Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Hello, everybody. I am so thrilled to have Scott Patton here on the Empowerment Radio Show, and I'm excited to speak with him because he's so amazing, and I love learning from him. He's a huge wealth of information. He is a master of podcasting, one of the originals, and a master of online marketing as well. And he is definitely the go-to person when we're talking about online marketing or digital marketing. And I am so honored to have you on, Scott. Thank you so much for being with us here today. My pleasure, Randy. I'm happy to be here. Well, awesome. Let's let our audience know a teeny bit about you in case they didn't catch the last one. I'll just have you lay it out there and let everybody know a little bit about who is Scott Patton. Give it to us. Give us the goods. All right. Uh, well, there's a lot of ways you could go at that one. I think uh, where I'd like to start was uh, as a teenager, I started bagging groceries for a major national grocery chain and ended up staying with them for 20 years. And I ran uh, grocery stores in uh, Manitoba and British Columbia, Canada. And in the early 1990s, they started doing this really weird thing, which was put a computer into the store. And then they started, we needed a file maintenance manager. And, and I realized that, well, if this company, which is very slow to innovate, as in most grocery companies uh, are and were, was putting in a computer, then this computer thing is probably here to stay. So I better learn what it is. So I bought a 386DX Deluxe and two weeks later, the 486 came in, and I was so mad at the guy that sold me the 386 because the difference was night and day. And I started wow. teaching myself how to use the computer. And then a few years later, um, I was looking at all the people that were in my position but were 10 years older than me, and they had a few things in common. One was, uh, and what they were, was a selection of being obese, having nervous breakdowns, or heart attacks. So I thought, well, I'm no smarter than these guys, and that's the future, and I don't like it. So I started looking around for something else to do. And the uh, provincial telephone company was going from dumb terminals to Windows, I think 3.1, or maybe, yeah, 3.1. And they needed someone to train them on how to do that. And my friend who had a connection there said, well, you know how to do They couldn't find anybody. <laughs> And so I ended up being uh, selected. And so the first day there, they had, they had some trainers, and they said, okay, what we want you to do, Scott, on Monday is show up at 9 o'clock. We're going to do a class. We want you to watch the class so you can see how we teach, and then you can start teaching. And I said, great. So at 10 after 9, I'm in the classroom, and someone pops their head in, and they say, Scott, come, get out, and bring everything with you. And I thought, it's too early for them to fire me. 
And it turned out they had misscheduled everything and they had a class waiting for me across town that I had to get to because I was quote unquote late. And, and, and so, yeah, so part of my life has always been being thrown into the deep end with little or no uh, instruction or modeling and, uh, and then bouncing back. And so what happened after that was a national company hired me to go across Canada teaching people how to use Word and Excel and send email and that sort of stuff. And the first course, I think I was on Word, yeah, <clears throat> and it was in Edmonton. And there was so many people enrolled that they had to split it into two rooms, which is why they needed me. They only had one person in Canada that could teach the course. They had this weekend training event, and I was like barely qualified to you know, I barely passed it. And they said, well, you got to go to Edmonton in, in two weeks. Hopefully you can get a course together. And, and I, of course, I had no background in course building or anything. So I showed up in Edmonton and the other instructor was halfway across town in another hotel. So I had no support at all. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life. And I basically had whipped, I was so nervous. I it was 300 people in the room and I whipped through the whole thing in the first in the morning, I didn't know what I was going to do in the afternoon, and nobody was having a very good time, including me. And I'll never forget, it was a beautiful November, which is hard to believe in Edmonton, uh, but it was sunny and it was warm, and I'm, I'm out on the streets, and I didn't want to go back. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, what have I got myself into? What am I going to do? I don't know. And I thought, well, I have to go back. So I went back, and I told everybody, what, first of all, the first rule they told us was, don't tell anybody it's your first time. So that was the first thing I did. I said, this is my first time teaching, <laughs> and I'm really sorry. And can we just start over again? And so, and then I just sort of relaxed and I just taught and that, the afternoon was really good. And a lot of people would go to the, my assistant and say, can you give me another evaluation form? And she's like, why? She said, well, I don't know. He changed over the lunch hour and I had it all filled out bad and I'm going to change it now. And I still think that company had, I'm the record for most refunds, worst evaluation, everything else uh, for that one class. You're hilarious. You're hilarious. But the, the <laughs> next day I was in... Uh, Calgary and I was his assistant because there was 300 people and so there was enough room in the room they didn't need to have two rooms and so I could watch him and I watched him all day and I thought you know the only difference between this guy and me is he's confident and I'm just shaking in my boots I said I could be confident right <laughs> so the next day we we're in Vancouver in the same hotel he's in one room I'm in another room and by this time I've modeled him i've had you know through two days experience getting in front of a bunch of people and i just felt you know very confident and he came in he watched on his break and he says scott he says you did really good you're going to be a you're going to be great at this and of course you know two days later the head office calls me like what did you do in edmonton i can't we can't believe it um if you only knew so and the reason I like to start with this story is particularly if you're talking about podcasting or doing any sort of video work and you have no experience, that's what it's going to feel like. You know, you have to go through this, oh my God, what am I doing here? And then get to the other side where it's like, hey, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to share who I am. I'm, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm just going to and I'm and I'm knowledgeable about my. That was the truth. Like I knew my topic. I just didn't 
ever get in front of 300 people at the front of a, a huge conference room before. And you're going to have that same experience, except it's going to be talking into a mic or looking into a camera. And the more you do it, the better you get. And the better you get, the more you want to do it. And the more confident you get and the more fun you have. And uh, so in the beginning, like for me, it really was one of the most awful experiences I ever had. But the flip side of it was is that I, I grew so fast. And that's, you know, some people say, who is Scott? Scott's someone who does something really bad the first time and really pretty good the second time. So give him the second shot. So in the early 2000s, um, I was asked to go around the world and talk about blogging. And I thought I can talk for an hour on blogging. But uh, two hours is a bit uh, is a bit much. And I thought, what could I fill the second hour with? And it was podcasting. I was invited by the people that make the Starbucks app to talk to their marketing department about podcasting because they wanted to start a podcast. And afterwards, the uh, the boss came up to me and he said, that was just amazing, Scott, what you shared. You've got to do a video course. So I said, oh, okay. And put out a video course. I didn't know where I wanted to host it. I knew that I didn't want to host it on my own site. I didn't want to worry about bandwidth and that sort of stuff. And I suppose I could have hosted it on Amazon. But uh, I, I always like to focus on what I do well and let somebody else do all the other stuff. And there's always a lot of other stuff, right? Whether it's pay-per-click or building a website or editing the videos or audios, uh, there's always tasks to do. And to try to do it all yourself is really uh, an exercise in uh, frustration because uh, there's just too many uh, skills that are required to do them all really, really well. And uh, so I decided on Udemy or Udemy.com as a place to go and then just really got enthralled with the whole platform and started putting more courses on and I talked to some of my clients and they got excited about it so I co-instructed and now uh, I've co-instructed a course with you and with Gordon and and we're just uh, continuing to build that and uh, and it's pretty exciting how uh, how it's growing really that's awesome I love it so I know that uh, you know and thank you so much for sharing all that great information about you you have so many experiences and people that you've been dealing with and I know you deal a lot with a lot of programs online and and that kind of thing I know there's something going on with on right now do you want to tell us some of the interesting news that's happening over there sure um there's there's always there's always changes and the two areas that I'm particularly sensitive to are the areas of podcasting and online video courses and typically podcasting has been dominated by Apple and iTunes and Google recently added podcasts to its Google Play which is how people can get Android apps or download music through uh, through their smartphones and then that was really exciting because it really opened up every smartphone now in the world can uh, download and play your podcast, which is really, really exciting. And then along with that was kind of the every new car is going to have internet capabilities so and there's going to have a button that you can download podcasts on, which means that your audience could be listening to you very easily when they're driving to and from work. So it's it's a captive audience. And as all, so all these things are happening with Apple and they're happening with with Google and one of the big companies that sort of felt a little bit 
lost, I think, and neglected and ignored was Amazon. And so in the last couple months, they've just been going gangbusters and they introduced Amazon Video Direct, which is part of Amazon Prime, which basically means we can upload our video courses to Amazon and people can be watching them on their TV. And that's a really, really exciting thing. Uh, and you'll get paid for the minutes viewed, which is just totally wow. awesome. Yeah. Uh, wow. Now there is... Yeah. Now, there is a small barrier to entry. Uh, there's no cost to put it up or join or any of that sort of thing. Uh, but you have to have closed captions. And so there's a number of sites out there like rev.com, rev.com, where for a dollar a minute, they will do your closed captioning for you in the format that Amazon wants. And the format that Udemy wants is a different format. Of course, no one will ever agree to do things the same way. <laughs> but what I really yeah. like about Rev.com is it will do both formats for you and not charge you any extra for the second one. So closed wow. captioning okay. is, is really, uh, you know, it's growing, it's really important, and it's a differentiating factor, and it gets you on Amazon uh, Video Direct. And I think that is going to be, well, some people think that it's going to be a YouTube killer, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think Amazon... I, but just think about this for a second, right? People, the biggest bookstore in the world, Amazon, and I want to know how to change a widget. So I search in it and I'm looking for a book on how to change a widget or I'm looking for a book on how to lose weight or a book on uh, you know, motivation, how to empower myself. And right. I go and I do the search and there's the books. And at the bottom... It, up until recently, it was always people that looked at this book or people that bought this book also bought these books. And right beside that is going to be people who bought or looked at this book also bought or looked at these courses. <clears throat> so the cross-selling opportunity is just going to be amazing. And Amazon, like whenever you're looking at whatever, you know, doing any sort of e-commerce or selling of products online, there's no better place to have your product than in, on a place where everybody goes there with one purpose and that's to buy, right? That's why malls are so popular, right? Like you can have a, a, mall, a little shop in a mall and it would be a catastrophe if it was a freestanding store on a street somewhere. But because the mall attracts all of that traffic, then the you know the 2% that want your sort of product are going to go there. And so Amazon, like eBay, and like Udemy, are places that are destinations where you go, people go with their credit cards in their hand because they know I'm going to, I never go to Amazon if I'm not like really seriously thinking about buying. I don't buy every time I go to Amazon, but I'm, I'm looking at something. I may look at it three times before I buy it, right? Sure. But I'm going there yep. to get something, right? And so... There's a billion people going to Amazon or whatever the number is to get something, and when they find it, they like Netflix really changed how people buy, uh, and we see it on Udemy now. There's binge watching on Netflix, and there's binge uh, course buying on Udemy. Like I have seven or eight or ten right. podcast-related courses, 
And when I put them on sale, one person will buy three or four of them or six of them or, you know, like it's not unusual to see someone just load up on all of the courses. So they've got it. They're not going to watch them and study them all today, but they've got them. And then over time, they'll, you know, or whenever it is they, they, they decide they want to learn it, then they're going to go and learn it. And I'm sure the same thing happens on Amazon where you go and it's like, well, if I'm going to be paying shipping, like I might as well get, you know, four or five things and make it worthwhile. So what else do I want? And of course, if you want information on something and somebody has a course, a video course on it, it's like, oh, well, that's cool. Like maybe I'll try that. So I really think that Amazon is in the process of leveraging its huge consumer base and those of us that jump onto the Amazon bandwagon, you know, particularly if you, we've already got courses, all we have to do is get them closed captioned, upload them. They're they're in there. I don't know what's involved in you know making sure that they show up at the top of the search results or or any of those things. I don't think Amazon even knows. This is all like really really new. Right, right. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Listen, they have to go with the sign of times, but they also have to anticipate future change, right? That's, they have to be a few steps ahead, <laughs> and usually they are, in order to maintain their range, you know, their audience base as well, which is massive. So I can imagine the team of people that they have, uh, you know, in the background. Yep trying to be forthwith <laughs> with all the and the technology and whatnot. You know, they yeah. really have to be a few steps ahead of everybody else. And uh, it's yeah. amazing that we can tap into that. And why do you think that, I, I mean, you know, some of it's kind of common sense, no-brainer, but why do you think all these programs, because I find it the same with the even typesetting of book writing. If you go to one platform, they want a certain way that it's formatted versus another platform. Like, why do they have to make all these differences there? I think it's, it, the easy answer would be, well, they want to make it difficult so only people only work on their platform. And I don't think that's true. I really think that it's individuals. Like, we sometimes forget that, the person that did the, or the people that did the programming to make Amazon work were individual people who thought it should be this way or that way and they would fight amongst themselves. And uh, the reason that I, I really believe that it's just like they've had this argument, they have it in a bubble, like they're not talking to the other, their competition saying, why don't we all do this the same way? I mean, you see it on phones, like why do all the phones have different charged things or the, the, the way you plug into your yeah, computer? Yeah, like so they they all grew up kind of in this wild west of individuality where there were no rules and so there was no standardization and I think you know hopefully over time we'll see that but uh, whether we do or not I don't know right whether we'll have one charger for our Android phone and the same charger for our iPhone I don't know if that'll ever happen but I used to use Dreamweaver a lot when I was building websites all the time and it so it was so frustrating because there was this one function and every time they updated it it would switch from being under view to to being under edit or being under some other thing to like so i could never find it from and you know the first time i went to look for it it like wasn't there because it right. used to be right. there 
And I realized that what must, I mean, and it happened like eight times in a row, like eight versions, each version had, had it in a different spot, right? And I thought, you know what? There's a, a bunch of engineers and they sit down and, and there's two groups of them. One likes it under edit, the other likes it under view, and whichever one is working on that version of updates moves it over. And then they move it back. And, and I could just picture like two teams of 20 guys all saying, how can we tick off the other team? Oh, yeah, let's move this thing from edit to view. They really hate that because <laughs> it happens so consistently. So I think, I think that's what happens is that everybody's kind of in a bubble. They're all working on their own stuff. They're all totally focused on this way of doing it. And within their own group, they come to a consensus. And then eBay comes to a totally different consensus or Lipson comes to a totally different consensus. And so they end up doing it that way. And then at the end of the day, it's kind of like, wow, like that was, this is great. You want to do closed captions, you got 15 different ways you can do it. And you need 14 of them if you want to put it on these 14 different platforms that you should have it on. And it's kind of like crazy. But I think that's, there is no... Um, you know, like this farmers have a farmers association, and I'm sure the farmer association went to John Deere and whoever else made tractors and said, guys, you got to make the hook the same because <laughs> we can't have, you know, we can't be dragging something along one tractor and not be able to drag it along a different tractor. Right? But there's nobody in the online world that has created that type of organization where they start saying, no, we need to standardize all these things. Wow. So okay. I want to talk about one other thing that happened at Amazon that is really interesting and exciting because and I I, I okay. temper the excitement part of it because it's it's a step outside the box for most people. But ever since I started teaching people how to podcast, one of the things they said is it's free. You mean I can't charge for my podcast? No, you can't. It's free. Well, I want to charge for my podcast. Well, you know, a subscription podcast can't go on iTunes. Well, Amazon is using their Audible platform to offer subscriptions to podcasts. And no way. This, wow. Yeah. So now, of course, the problem is everybody's used to free podcasts. However, everybody's also used to the subscription model for content, uh, whether it's the local newspapers or our cable. So Audible is planning to rule out a Netflix-style subscription service for podcasts. And this, of course, is going to be wow. exclusive content, and it's not available anywhere else. Now, I'm assuming wow. okay. that Audible will wake up and say, you know what, we need, to, we, we need to have a lot more content if anybody's going to subscribe. So, uh, and then like $4.95 you know, a month or something like that will be the price. So it will be in, insignificant. Now, what a number of people in the past have done is they've got their free podcast up and they said, okay, you know, here's the first 15 minutes of my hour-long podcast episode. You want to get the rest, go to my site and you pay for it or you can subscribe and you'll get inside and you'll be able to get it all. Um, and other people just say, you know what, here's my podcast. It's 20 minutes of great information, but if you want more each week, go subscribe to my podcast. And they've had to kind of do it manually, right? And so... And it's never, it's always been difficult to do because, uh, you know, it's your website and, and it's, it, but I think with Audible, they have so many 
uh, audio books that they sell and so many other audio, audible products that, you know, that mm-hmm. people go and listen to that they're used to, whether it's books, you know, fiction books or nonfiction books, that I think adding um, exclusive or premium content that are, is related to your podcast. I mean, because it's easy, right? It's like you don't have to worry about the trust factor too. Like if you go listen to Scott's podcast and for the first time and then Scott says go to scottspodcastpremium.com, to listen to the rest or to get more or whatever. It's like, "Ah, I don't know. Is this guy shady? Is he not shady? I'm not sure I want to do that. But if you're already a member of Audible and you're already getting books on, you know, the idiot's guide to podcasting and how to podcast and everything else, uh, and those are books that are turned into audio, audio books, and then it's like, wow, there's this how to podcast podcast on audible and you know 495 and i can get uh, how to get you know empowerment from by randy and i can get this and i get it it's only going to cost me five bucks a month then great i'm i'm in so again it's a case of there's already millions and millions of people going there they're already spending five dollars or ten dollars or whatever it is a month to get the books and if you're already a premium member of audible then these premium podcasts are going to be free so it becomes a bit of a no-brainer so all of a sudden this is a great place to go to get exposure for yourself as well because again you're dealing with buyers and uh, and so i'm i'm going to be looking i just came i mean the announcement i just saw like yesterday so you're you're getting something that's hot off the presses randy and i'm going to be looking into this a lot more because i think this is just going to be uh a real game changer for those of us that just like to sit in front of a microphone and talk and share our wisdom with the world to be able to put it into Audible and have millions of people listen to you. Even if you got no money, that's a huge exposure, you know, and you can get keynote speaking and you can get sponsorships and you can get all sorts of other, you know, benefits. But because it's Audible, you're going to get paid a certain percentage on the minutes, I assume, uh, that are listened. And that's uh, that's going to be wonderful. That's awesome. Wow. You're like this big, huge wealth of information <laughs> when it comes to all this online stuff, and you're so on top of it, which is amazing. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Scott. Scott, let me ask you a last question. You are, you really are the guru of this online marketing. Can you tell us what you think? And I know you love podcasting, and I know you love uh, online marketing with the programs, but is there any one particular thing that you're most passionate about or you think is most effective for people in business that they should absolutely be the second? Wow, that's quite a question. The, the thing that I think... Um, it, it, the answer to your question is it depends on your business, okay? Uh, if you're a business B2B or B2C, the, I think the answer could be a little bit different. Um, I, I really think, and we haven't talked about this at all, so it's kind of coming out of left field, but Facebook Live, in other words, I can broadcast live on Facebook using my phone, I think is just going to be an absolute uh, game changer. And I think right now is a really good time to be looking at that simply because um, the biggest complaint a lot of people have is I post stuff on my feed and I've got, you know, 700 people that are my friends and 
only two of them like it. And I talked to another friend, he didn't even see it or she didn't even see it. So Facebook is making it really hard for businesses to post on Facebook and have any sort of engagement. And, and I, I actually was looking at Tony Robbins because he has a page and I thought if there's anybody going to get engagements, it's him. And some of his top posts were only getting like 2,600 likes, which when you've got like 4 billion people on your, pla- on your site like, and you're one of the top motivational speakers ever and you get 4,000 people into a room yelling and screaming and jumping, I would think you would get more than 4,000 people to like your best post. And, and so Facebook has sort of shifted things to, well, if you want everybody to see it, you've got to like boost your post and pay us 10 bucks or something like this, right? Yep, and, yep, yep. and they are going after YouTube like crazy. In fact, I think they've – it depends on where you sort of read, but you know, their minutes watched or hours watched is more than YouTube or whatever, or close to or whatever. So in a very, very short period of time, video has just gone crazy on Facebook. Right. And of course, Facebook wants right. everybody to be engaged. And what is it more engaging than a video? Nothing. So when you do a Facebook Live, Facebook is like, great, we're going to spread this all over the place. And I've been working with one of my uh, clients in the alternative health area uh, with Facebook Live interviews that we've been doing. And, you know, the first couple times we put... We just we would either just take the link off of YouTube and put it onto Facebook, which Facebook hates, or we would just post it, take a video and post it up, and we get maybe I don't know 26 views or something because Facebook will tell you. And in one day, I've got 842 views of this uh, five-minute video that I, that we That's did awesome. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, and um, so we're seeing, you know, if you've got something to say. And you've got people that you can say it to, then get on Facebook Live and just start talking. And what will happen is you'll get better and better. The cool thing about it, too, is you get interaction right away. Like I I watch a few people and they – I don't like doing this, but – you know, I, maybe I'm, I'm I'm quite willing to be wrong about it, but it's kind of like, oh, Joe, you're on here. Great. Good to see you. Sammy, hey, how you doing? Oh, Randy, good to have you on. And they just go through the whole list and they name all these people off. And, and I don't know, like, we need that as a, as a listener, uh, you know, you say my name, you know, maybe it's like, oh, that, that's cool. He saw me there. Or he doesn't say it. I'm disappointed. I know I felt that when I've been on a webinar and the guys have done it. Like they read all these names yeah. off and mine's not one of them. Then I'm upset. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, is that really, you know, a good – I mean, they don't do it on the radio, right? Of course, they don't have that feedback to that extent either. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, whether you should do that or shouldn't do that. But it seems to me if I'm listening, I don't want you reading uh, – personally don't want you reading off everybody that's listening to you. I would rather you just, because I see the comments too, um, I would rather you just told me the great stuff you want to tell me. So what I tell everybody now is you go on Facebook Live, talk for 10 or 15 minutes, you get the video, you download the video, put the video up on YouTube, extract the audio, put the audio on your podcast, take the video, get a closed caption, put it up on Amazon Video Direct, and then make sure you embed it on your site. And uh, then if you really want, send it off. When you get the closed caption done, ask them to do a transcription at the same time. Now you've got an article 
and you can post that on article directories or on your site. And now you've gone and spent 10 or 15 minutes and you've made uh, content for at least four or five different sites. And, uh, and then you've got it, you know, just get it syndicated out there. Fantastic. Yep, absolutely. And let me ask you, like, where do people actually find this Facebook Live in order to do a live recording? And also it sounds a lot like Periscope kind of thing without disappearing, although Periscope has changed <laughs> that now. But you, What you do is you just open up your Facebook app on your phone, and when you go to make a post, you'll see where it has, do you want to add a picture or what are you feeling? There's going to be a little thing that looks like a TV antenna, and it says live beside it. You click on that, it opens up and does it. Right now, it's only one-on-one. What I mean is it's just you, but they're working on it for interviews. And they are, uh, it, and awesome. they, and they're serious about this. Like they've got it so that you can have a green room where you could have your guests in there, and then you can bring them on, and all this sort of stuff. It's going to be absolutely amazing when they roll it out. Uh, but they've gone to some really popular, like the guy, the cooking guy that always swears at everybody and changes restaurant, you know, turns restaurants around. Ramsey, love yeah, it. yeah, they're paying him <laughs> millions of dollars to do Facebook Live. Uh, events and they're doing the same with I don't know it came out there's a whole bunch so what they're doing is they're saying okay we've got all these people that are are members of Facebook and they're doing Facebook live and if you go you can actually go to a place and see a map and you can click on the map and you can see people and it's just kind of like dudes talking about random stuff right Uh, which is fine because you've got a little bit of excitement and engagement going on with that person's friends I suppose but if you want to really take it live, then you've got to get some focus on it. And so what they've done is they said, well, who are some people that are really good uh, podcasters or celebrities on TV and or movies? And let's get them doing Facebook Lives. And let's, you know, let's rank up. You know, if we can get him on and you can get 30 million people watching him live, you know, and when you think about TV, like how often is anything except sports live anymore, right? I mean, this is a uh, even the the so-called um, Survivor, you know, reality TV. They're not live; it's it's recorded and edited and everything else. So, what Facebook is really doing is going back to the beginning of TV when we would watch variety shows and they were live. They made a mistake. They made a mistake. It was you can can't edit it out, right? And uh, and I think that we're as a society really hungry for that raw live. I mean, we love watching concert videos. Why? Because they, it was actually live when they did it, right? And um, well, we're hoping and, to feel that energy, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And so. I think this is going to be really interesting where they go with it, and I think that it's a great it's a great place to start because automatically you get feedback on how many people are there. You can be actually be interacting with them and talking to them as they're commenting and all that sort of good stuff. So it's great if you've got a product and you want to explain the product or you want to motivate people or you want to give some coaching or, or any of those sort of things. But they save it, and so you can download it, and now you can use it in – like I said, YouTube or you know on your podcast or make it into a blog post, and you can do all these things with it, repurposing it. And it's a lot harder to write something out and then 
record it and then make a video of it than it is to just make the video of it and go the other way. So it's and every and different people in different situations, they want a video, they want an audio, they just want to read it. And you want to give them all those options. Well, that's great. That's awesome. So much because I know there's lots of people out there that don't know any of this and it's awesome to learn and especially learn from somebody who's on top of everything because you've just got it all down pat now <laughs> thank you you know <laughs> and thank you for adding that information in because no we hadn't planned on talking about it but it's awesome because it's something that people can be using every single day right yeah and absolutely having yeah and having an impact on their business or whatever it is they want to promote right away so thank you so much for all that great information and the tips and and the how to's which are awesome so thank you scott is there somewhere that people can reach out to you and get a hold of you if they want to connect with you directly yeah the best place to go is um, www.powerpodcasters.com and that's the site where i have some of my podcasting courses and um it, and there's a contact place there, and you can certainly get a hold of me that way. Perfect. That'd be, Thank that'd you be so the much. easiest. Okay, great. Well, please get a hold of Scott. He's a guru of information, and I know that uh, you could help a lot more people. I know you're helping tons right now, and you're constantly uh, working with people to provide information for others who want to learn and enhance their own knowledge. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do, Scott. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's my pleasure and my honor to have you on the show. And I can't wait to have you back in Toronto as our guest as well. Teach people live because you're fabulous. And uh, please, everybody, share this podcast, like, review, make a comment. If you have questions for Scott, you can comment there. It goes on iTunes, so you can subscribe there and various other platforms. But always remember, if uh, you want to view a lot of incredible podcasts, you can go check out mypodcastworld.com as well. So I look forward to chatting with you guys on the next podcast. And thank you again, Scott. Thanks, Randy. Look forward to seeing you soon, too. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.